is so relatable. I hope that all of you are adjusting well to your new ways of life. And for anyone listening who works an essential job, thank you. Without you, we wouldn't have food, we wouldn't have healthcare, and we wouldn't have the internet to keep us so busy. So as the number of cases of COVID-19 begin to reach their peaks in epicenters like New York, Washington, and Louisiana, I want to continue sharing stories about how social isolation is affecting our daily routines. This time on Quarantine Stories, I interview a fellow Pennsylvanian and my old flatmate, Kara. We were teaching assistants together in France from 2018 to 2019, and we traveled a lot together and were recently just in Canada in February, visiting friends from our time abroad. Like me, Kara works as an educator. She's an elementary school teacher, and in mid-March, Pennsylvania closed their schools indefinitely. She, like many others, have been feeling the effects of school closure, uncertainty in online schooling, and finding herself in social isolation. I was happy to be able to catch up with her and learn more about how she's been coping with this life-altering pandemic. Our conversation was quite insightful about how schools are reeling with these hasty changes. Hello, Luca. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. How are you? Doing well. And well, well, I'm doing well for myself, but when it comes to work, I am furious, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. It's like in some ways good and in some ways just very frustrating. So it's definitely a, a weird time. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, t- I usually get, this is like first perspective and like partly why I'm like frustrated. I usually get nine hours a day for work, right? Mm-hmm. Today I got three. Oh my. And there's like nothing you can even do. Like you can't, you can't work harder, you know, like there's no opportunity to even get more. No, that's, that's crazy though, because, um, that's just like, how are you supposed to function? Like you were, you were given a contract, right? Yes. And so I kind of feel like you're upholding your end of the contract because you're still willing to adapt to this environment and still be with them, but they're not upholding their end of the contract by actually providing you the opportunity to do what you need to do in order to get the result that you want and expected from the Sadly enough, like I could say that, but they would say that they are doing something because I mean, they are, but it's not to the extent where we're going to be getting enough hours especially for me and my team, because we only work with like two students, each person, whereas everyone else has like, oh gosh, like over 20 students. Right. But because we work with the special education ones, we're more limited. Right. Um, But they haven't given us a lot of opportunity to get enough hours. And it sucks. Gosh, yeah, that's very frustrating. So let's just begin with that first question that I sent you. And it says, how has quarantine life been for you these past two weeks? Um, first of all, I love your podcast voice. <laughs> oh, thank you. I changed my voice. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I like it. Um, and second of all, um, quarantine life 
is just a big dream like situation for me. Um, Lucky. I feel like half the time I don't know what day it is and I don't know what's going on. But then I look back at the fact that it's already been over two weeks and I'm like, oh my gosh, um, what did I do those two weeks? But yeah, you know, like day to day I did do things and I've, um, I don't know, I've been making lists of like goals and trying to keep myself with some forward motion, but I just, it just feels like a dream. Like I didn't actually do any of it. <laughs> I see. Wow. I wish that were my case. <laughs> <laughs> it's different for you yes <laughs> um because of painfully real still having sorry it's painfully real it's painfully real yeah having to like still do this job and um, the apartment situation and all that stuff but you aren't working as often as I am, right? How did this affect your job? So, um, yeah, so that's like the million dollar question. So like I have been working for the last two weeks, um, but okay. just in a very unusual way. So I work as a fourth grade teacher and the district that I work for um, is aiming to keep things as consistent as possible across the whole district. So rather than the last two weeks asking individual teachers to prepare any kind of material just for their class. They asked teachers to instead prepare material for the whole district. Um, so myself and my school's fourth grade team and the other school's fourth grade teams, we all created a bunch of uh, review material that could be posted and sent to kids virtually. And then they had the option to complete it um, over the last two weeks. So that was kind of how we handled it until today. Um, and we were supposed to not be teaching any new content. Like it was all optional for the students, um, especially as they were trying to ensure that all the kids um, had devices that they could access things virtually because not every family has, you know, a computer um, or internet access. So we weren't supposed to be teaching anything new up until today. Um, so then today we had our first day of actual online learning. So I saw my students in like Zoom meetings. Um, well, actually not Zoom. We've been using a closed server. Um, through Microsoft. Um, but yeah, I got to like see them for the first time and it actually didn't crash and burn like I thought it would with technology. So that was cool. Um, and yeah, so I'm just, you know, trying to work out the kinks in technology and also like make it as engaging as I can because it's just super different from teaching in the classroom and like it's not I don't even know. It's not, it's not part of a teacher's training or at least it wasn't for me mm -hmm. for how to teach online um, and actually be effective in that. So this is really the first time where I'm thinking of all of these um, things that come as second nature now, having been in the classroom for a while. Uh, but now doing that in an online environment, it's like relearning how to teach. Yep. No, I entirely feel you there. I should actually send you um, 
a link to a Harvard article. It's not really an article, but like they give tips of how to transfer your teaching style. Oh, that sounds online. interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be to, great. Um, you might get some good use out of it. Um, but I'm glad to hear that you finally saw your students today and um, that you were excited about that and that it didn't crash for <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Because my school, it's been a whirlwind. And even this morning, um, with my first two classes that I was supposed to support in, um, the links were incorrect. And so I kept trying to join this classroom and it bumped me to someone else's classroom. And I was like, oh, this ain't right. And I had to contact my lead and it took them like 15 minutes to figure it out and correct it. And I was like, how did you not get these links right? You had all weekend to prepare. No, you've had two weeks well, to yeah, that's because the teacher has been That's the thing um, that is the most like confusing to me is that I don't think, I, mm -hmm. I don't think most families would expect, um, you know, teachers to, in the blink of an eye, be able to transfer everything that we were doing in person to a 100% functioning online environment. But that being said, mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm hearing like a lot of districts just, you know, they, they closed on Friday the 13th, which looking back, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. Um, that Friday the 13th right. was like the last day for a lot of PA schools. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so they, they closed. And then the following Monday after one weekend, they just like went to an online environment. And I, that was the case for you, right? Um, right yes. away, right? Um, but, right. We went online pretty quickly. Um, the students have, had been given packets um, to complete, but they were only expected to show up online for tutorial with us, the tutors slash fellows. Okay. So that was for the first two weeks after Friday the 13th, mm -hmm. um, which gave the school tons of time to prepare um, online classes, um, online class work set up a Zoom links and all this stuff, set up a schedule. And so we started that today. And it just doesn't seem like it went <laughs> well at all. Um, because they, I, mm -hmm, I thought it was kind of stupid that they put a lot of the expectation on the students. And these are middle schoolers, um, fifth to eighth grade. Mm -hmm. um, class starts at 9 a.m., 9 a.m. They have to be up by 8.30 and they have to record their own attendance using a Google form before nine. Oh, wow. That's interesting. They're still yeah. expected to wear their um, school attire. Oh, really? Online, yep. Wow. Um, because this is all about culture. And um, the students in an email, in their, in their, um, in their school email, they received like a staff directory, their schedule, um, a link to their Google Classrooms, and they were just expected to navigate that. Wow, yeah, that is certainly putting a lot of expectations on the kids. Yeah. Which, yes. I mean, I can definitely see the value in like trying to make them as self-sufficient as possible so that if we have to go on with this for a long time, um, mm -hmm. they can. But I do also feel like right away that's kind of uh, expecting a lot of middle schoolers. It, it is a lot. And like, sure, like today they mostly went over like how to like use Zoom, how to use your Google Classroom and how to do all that stuff. But like, what if the student didn't understand it in order to get there in the first place to talk about that with you? Today? Right, right. Certainly. A 
lot of kids just didn't show up. Mm. So, and they're getting docked attendance for that, even today. Yeah, that's something that um, I think will be really tough to figure out because the, you know, the governor of Pennsylvania, I, I don't know about what's going on in New Jersey quite as well, but the governor in Pennsylvania has waived the 180 day of school requirement um, mm. so that, you know, kind of paying tribute to the fact that it's really hard to require students to attend online all the time, if right. for no other reason than limited devices or, right. you know, just parents' schedules are, are making that difficult for the students who, you know, it's not quite as much of a priority as being able to work and make money um, for a lot of parents working from home too. So, you know, and, and a lot of other reasons too. So I think attendance is going to be one of the really interesting things to come out of this because, um, you know, we are being asked to keep track of who is doing what and who's attending what, but it's unclear mm -hmm. what we're actually going to do with that information at this point. So I'm, yeah. I just don't really know. Like there's so many questions I have and no one has the answers. Yeah. And that's honestly how I feel too. And um, it's, it, it's all just crazy. And like for Pennsylvania, you were saying that um, you are tracking attendance, but it's not technically required because of like the, the change that the governor made. Um, but these students basically just had two weeks of vacation. I mean, sure. You gave them work to do, but like you said, it was optional. Was it optional for you too? Um, no, they had to show up to a tutorial and they had to do their packets. Okay. Yeah. Because I think our they, they wanted to have the school days. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I think since like our school days are set up very differently from the get go, you know, we don't mm -hmm. really have tutorials. We don't have the, you know, packets in the same way you do. Um, yeah. like our, our school is a bit more traditional, I guess you'd say, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, mine is a charter school. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's been interesting. And also, you know, from a special ed perspective, um, I know that's like a lot of what you do and that you mm -hmm. focus on. Um, I think that's part of the reason that we were not able to do any new content and that it was optional and review when we did assign it because um, for students who have accommodations, it mm -hmm. was unclear how those accommodations for new content would be met. Um, and so, yeah, like what is your, like how have you been dealing with that and providing accommodations in a virtual way? Well, so that's really interesting because um, you, you mentioned that about Pennsylvania having that, Pennsylvania schools having that issue. My aunt who lives in Pennsylvania, my, like their local school district had that issue too. And so they've been postponing work because they don't know how to meet all the accommodations. Mm -hmm. um, and then I know of a friend who lives in Missouri and they have the exact same problem. Um, and so here, I don't really know what the tactic was in approaching meeting those accommodations online, but I feel like there really wasn't one. I feel like it was just, okay, you're going to continue doing tutorial like you have been in person, but now we're just switching to an online platform. Um, and I think the roadblocks, like the biggest roadblocks are availability to internet, the kid understanding how to use the laptop and um, actually get online. Yeah, and that's really tough, like even just supervising um, 
you know, and making sure that he does get on there. Usually, you know, that's your job and it's not a parent's job, but right now it is. I do feel lucky, however, that I have even the opportunity to work online because a lot of people I know, or even people I don't know, just, you know, in the news, I see so many people who are on unemployment now, um, service workers and different people who are considered non-essential, but they cannot work in an online environment, just doesn't work. So I do feel lucky that, um, you know, I, I'm being paid right now. Um, and that's huge. So it's, it's just very tricky. And I do try to keep like a positive attitude with thinking about how, when it comes down to it, I mean, first and foremost, I don't have coronavirus myself, which is great. And so I'm very fortunate to be healthy physically and I'm being paid. So really I'm okay. Um, and I try to use that to like give myself a reality check when I start to feel like doom and gloom about the current situation of the world. <laughs> yep. And yeah, honestly, I feel the same way. And especially because um, a lot of the AmeriCorps programs around the United States have been shut down and ours should have been shut down because typically they don't allow remote service. Mm-hmm. They don't allow you to do stuff online. Mm-hmm. Um, but because this program was able to find a way that we can document and have enough evidence to prove our hours, we're still in business. <laughs> um, but even aside from that, my, my, my job, cause I am also freelance, that job that is completely online based. Um, the company reached out to me and said that they're suspending all of their work for a month. Oh my goodness. Really? Yeah, because they don't have the money pay for it um, because they are a travel company and they like do travel deals mostly with planes. And so because that economy is being hit so hardly right yeah. now, they're not getting any income from those deals. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's, and so like, we're not going to have to do any work for April. They already let, they let three people go. Wow. Yeah, um, but they wanted to keep me contracted because you're so awesome. One, <laughs> actually, they did say that they really like my writing, and then once they be- get back on their feet, they wanna they wanna keep me. Wow. Yes. So I'm kind of just like I'm still contracted, but I'm not actively working, which kind of sucks. Yeah, it does really suck, and you know I think it's it's okay to be upset about that too. Oh yeah. Definitely. I saw. Um, <laughs> you know, especially the first week that I was home because everyone was really still trying to figure out how everything worked. I had a bit more time to um, just like do random things because, you know, right now I feel like I'm spending you know, all my time trying to figure out this whole online teaching thing. But the first week I made all of my activities and things like that. And then I didn't have to meet anyone online except for, you know, my faculty. But um, all that to say that I've, I had some more time on my hands two weeks ago during the first week of this. And I was watching some of the late night talk show hosts, including John Oliver. And he had a bit where he was saying, um, you know, he's really upset about whatever soccer team he's a fan of. I 
I think it's Liverpool. I don't really follow soccer, but they were like two uh-huh. matches away from winning uh, for the first time in a really long time. And he's a massive fan. So when all of this coronavirus thing hit, he, um, you know, the, the matches got canceled and he was like, I think it's important we let ourselves grieve for what has been canceled. And for me, it's this whole soccer thing. So I'm going to take 30 seconds and I'm going to rant about it. And I encourage you to rant during these 30 seconds about whatever petty thing you are upset about being canceled. And I was like, that's great. Um, It it was like cathartic. (laughs) No. Yeah. Honestly, because like, it's just, it's just all the stuff that we, we, we just do in our daily lives and we don't think twice about it. And now that it's just upended, it's just like, well, that really sucks. That really sucks. I loved going into the city every weekend and taking pictures. I can't do that now. I could, but it's really dangerous. So I shouldn't. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, soon enough, they probably won't even allow that. Yeah. Well, we don't live in the city to go in. Yeah. They have to let, paths still operate because I guess there's like nurses and doctors who commute. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. The whole thing's just crazy. It's just crazy. What is it that you've exactly done during isolation? You mean like personally Um, or for work? um, Personally, because I I, I see that you, well, I've seen that you've been on a little adventure, it seems. Oh, yes. (laughs) So, um, so my family has a house in mountains in uh, Pennsylvania. So we, um, you know, when we first had word of the school closure, we were planning to be up in this house anyway for the weekend. And then we just extended our stay for that whole week um, and stayed there, which was kind of, I think, added to that dreamlike state that I mentioned at the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's not my like house house. It's not where I have my regular routine. So really things didn't seem that real. And for the most part, I was pretty positive and you know, I was able to like go for hikes and go for bike rides and see trees and things like that. So it just, it kind of felt like vacation in a way, even though I was still doing like virtual faculty meetings and, and working and, and emailing uh, families and things like that. It just felt um, dreamy. (laughs) So I did that. And uh, during that time, I like read a novel and I made a bunch of friendship bracelets and um what else like cleaned out my storage space from my google drive um you know things like that that you never have time for um cooked a little bit i made my veggie burgers that you've had (laughs) those are so good (laughs) (laughs) thank you um yeah so like um i did that and then uh, i came home so i've been back in my house in the philadelphia suburbs um, and things seem more real here, uh, which is good and bad. So how do you, because, okay, so that first half, you described it as being dreamy, which makes sense. You're in the mountains, you're most likely, I'm assuming it's a cabin. Um, it's all very vacationing, you know, even though you had work a few times. Are you concerned about the transition back to your actual house. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just the return back to my regular routine I'm concerned about. Um, I like, 
I have not been going to bed and waking up at the regular times that I always did Monday through Friday since the beginning of the school year. Um, and I think I didn't really realize how much I relied on that uh, routine to make mm -hmm. me feel normal. So I think part of my dreamlike state that I keep talking about is just I'm really tired all the time. And it's not because I'm not necessarily sleeping enough because I think hour wise, I'm probably sleeping more, but I'm just not doing it all at the same time. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I'm concerned about like that. And I'm also just concerned about like, I feel like I will be nervous to go back to school whenever we do. Um, just Oh, do you think that's still a chance? I mean, I hope so. I There's really no telling. And just today, the governor said um, until the end of April for, again, for Pennsylvania, yeah. Governor Wolf extended uh, school closure until the end of April. So, yeah, as of this morning, it was April 14th. And as of this afternoon, it was April 30th. Obviously, these things change. But um, if we do go back to school, I think it'll be just really a weird transition. It'll be happy, but just tough. What is one, ah, no, let's use this. <laughs> What's your pearl of self-isolation? <laughs> your turd of self-isolation. Oh my gosh, that nice Canadian saying. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so visual, you know, it really is. Um, my pearl and my turd, huh? Um, okay. Well, let's start with our turd, I guess. Um, oh. I feel like there's so many, <laughs> but <laughs> like not, but again, like, I'm trying to be like mindful that I'm actually really fortunate in all this. So, oh, yeah. I um, I would say probably right now, my biggest turd is, um, my best friend from childhood was supposed to get married on May 30th and I'm one of her maids of honor and I've been, you know, working with her other maid of honor, her sister to like plan um, a lot of fun events and they just had to cancel their wedding. Um, so that's been a huge bummer, especially the last like three days because that's, that's so when we've been like deciding all of that. Yeah. Um, not that I'm deciding it, but hearing about their decision and everything. So, you know, that's just been a big bummer. And I'm trying to like um, be supportive still through all of this. So trying to like find the silver lining is what my MO kind of is right now. And we're going to plan a little surprise for her um, because they're actually going to get legally married this weekend. Um, oh. Yeah, they like when they had to cancel everything, they said, you know what, let's just like bump up the legal portion if we can. Um, yeah. And apparently it's possible to get a marriage license virtually without ever oh. going in in person right now. Um, because usually you do have to be there in person, like both bride and groom um, or bride and bride and groom and groom. But, um, you know, right now they're like letting things happen virtually. So yeah, they're getting married this weekend legally, and hopefully they'll have a ceremony at some future date. 
That's really cool. I'm happy for them. Are these are these the two friends who got engaged while you were abroad? No. <laughs> okay. No, okay. It's not. although that would be, I mean, that'd be kind of the right timeline. Um, but no, these are friends um, uh, from like childhood. Yeah, I don't really know. Oh, okay. I like grew up with her. I met her in second grade and we've, oh, wow. we went to college together too. And we've, you know, known each other really our whole lives. Um, so yeah, so it's like her really big day, and I'm like, ugh, I want to be there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you, I mean, the wedding's just gonna be postponed. I mean, it's gonna get replanned and everything, right? Uh, that's the idea right now. Yeah. So Good. I'm really hopeful that that'll happen. Um, it's just a matter of when and how and what will that look like. But you know, we'll just replan the whole thing. Why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, you're having so much fun to begin with, so why not just have more fun? Yeah, right? why not just keep going with it, keep it rolling. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it'll end up being like a relief, you know, because now they'll they'll have some more time to save up and some more time to like work out some kinks. And right before a wedding is pretty stressful anyway. So I know they were like dealing with a lot of loose ends. So maybe it's a relief in a way. Quite. I was listening to another podcast and they talked about this issue with some other person. And that's how they described it. They're like, it's actually quite the relief because so many people who were invited to our wedding we're like, oh my God, what are you doing? And we kept getting questions and how to, we didn't know how to answer it. And so just canceling it or postponing it was a lot easier <laughs> for them. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so that's your really big turd. Yes, that's, that's my turd. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> um, what about your pearl? My pearl. Um, I think my pearl is... Um, Probably just the the ability to take a deep breath and like reevaluate some things because um, I feel like during January and February especially I was really just on the grind and not taking a whole lot of time for myself because I didn't feel like I even had that time just trying to stay afloat with everything and because this has just knocked everyone in the whole country and really the whole world back a few notches. I think mm -hmm. people are being very patient and I have had the time therefore to, um, you know, reflect on my job, reflect on where I'm at in life and not feel like, oh gosh, there's no time for thinking about things because I need to do this and that and this and that because I only have a certain amount of time per day that I'm not at work and um, yeah, so just like having that ability to take a step back and think about things. That's a good pearl. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would have to. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I, I, I think I agree, but I don't know if I actually have taken the time to reflect, you know? Yeah. I feel like I've just been trying to find ways to fill my time, whether that be with movies and this podcast or what. Yeah. I mean, like, I see that right all, now having had like a pretty good day, but there's definitely been other times where I'm just like very bored or very like doom and gloom and feeling like, you know, like you said, just trying to fill your time. Um, so, yeah. I, I think it's it's not an everyday thing that I feel that way, but certainly like today, that's my pearl. So. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I feel like that's something um, that when we were, like, living in France together, like, 
I don't know. We, we had a lot of time to reflect on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you rattle. and like think about life and, you know, like big questions, like philosophical. Um, and that's just something that having quote unquote, a real job this year, I feel like I don't have nearly as much of. And I also like live with my family and I don't live with like you or with roommates. Um, so I don't necessarily bounce everything off of people in my environment all the time. Um, so yeah, so I feel like I, I got so accustomed to having that time to really like process my life. And then this year I wasn't doing it because I didn't have time. So it's been nice to have that time. Yeah. Montpellier was such a great time. It was. (laughs) It was such a great time in our lives. Just a nice pause. Do you have anything you'd like to add to this that you had nagging? Oh, gee. Um, Hmm. Well, Luca, what message do you want to leave your podcast listeners with? (laughs) What's your message? Uh, That's actually a great question. I don't know. I I, I usually leave it with wash your hands. (laughs) This is very important it right is. now. Um, and it, actually social distancing is a lot more important right now. Yeah. Stay away. Don't look or talk to anyone and wash your hands. Yeah. Don't touch me. Thank you so much for listening to our series of quarantine stories on So Relatable. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Special thanks to Anchor FM for hosting our podcast for free and giving us the necessary tools to build it from scratch. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at SoRelatablePodcast, and stay tuned for more quarantine stories. Oh, and as always, wash your hands.